Hello, hello, hello. My name is Sam and welcome to Roar. So glad you're tuning in the podcast, listening in. Um, super fun to do these. Super great conversation. Um, as you know, I like to just get right into the conversation, but I am working on maybe doing a little bit of an introduction here. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to check out anything about the family ministry and the other podcasts, obviously check out the channel here. There's plenty of podcasts we put out each week, um, but check the description of the podcast. There's also links to our social media if you've not heard the podcast from there, but you heard it via however you found it. Um, so anyway, we, uh, we're going to get into some good stuff today. We're going to read it today. Um, I want to read Psalm 46. Uh, also, actually, this is your first time listening to the show. ROAR stands for Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. It's basically like the digital version of a Bible study. We want to get into the Word and let it reveal who Christ is because Jesus is the Word made flesh. And so we get into this, you read the Word, it shows us more of who He is. Um, and it also subsequently shows us more of who we were made to be because we were also, Jesus is called the firstborn among many brethren. So it's like our older brother. He's, he's an example. He shows us. He's the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. Um, the rock of stumbling, rock of offense, all those things too. But he's the chief cornerstone. He's the one that we're all building off of. Um, so the way the word describes, um, who he is, who we are, you know, we can see it's like looking into the image into a, into, um, what do you call it? A mirror. It's like looking into a mirror. So I want to read in Psalm 46. This is, um, says for the music director, a Psalm of the sons of Korah, according to Almoth, a song. So sons of Korah have, I guess, gone ham with this. Um, Alamoth, Alamuth, Almoth. Um, I don't know how to, Alamoth. I don't know how to pronounce that name, but it's A-L-A-M-O-T-H. It looks like Almoth, but that's probably not right. This is a song. Without further ado, verse one, I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry. Um, we're just going to, we're going to talk about it. And <laughs> maybe one day you'll hear me belt out a psalm. We'll see. Verse one, God is our refuge and strength, a well-proven help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear through the, excuse me, though the earth, we will not fear though the earth will be removed or be removed. And though mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Jesus talked about that. Is it interesting that this psalm, Jesus even said, if you have the faith size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thrown and cast into the sea. It's interesting. He could have said anything about the mountain. He said you could have said that the mountain would be obliterated, destroyed. He said, no, cast into the sea. Interesting that psalm talks about mountains being carried into the midst of the sea and these tectonic things happening, and yet our God would be the refuge kind of interesting parallels kind of cool freebie i don't know i think it's cool same verbiage verse three though its waters roar fun no pun intended there and foam though the mountains shake with swelling so there's a lot going on here a lot of very dramatic earth moving you could say um acts of god you know if you get insurance they say you know we have this insurance barring act of god you know like some sort of hurricane tornado earth-shaking, mountains-moving act of God. You know, that's kind of hard to ensure. But it's interesting that the waters roar and foam. So these are all very dramatic demonstrations of power, natural power. In these demonstrations, in these times, God is our refuge and our strength. And he is well-proven in trouble. So when these situations come, when natural things come against us, natural uh, just circumstances you know, acts of God, for lack of a better term, these, you know, 
natural disasters, we like to call them, these things that that can happen um, that are an outward problem. God is a well-proven help and refuge and strength in these times, turning to him and not just turning to ourselves. It's important. Verse 4, there is a rivers whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. I think this is cool. Revelation talks about the throne and a river coming out of the throne. The Bible also in Revelation talks about, behold the temple of God. I think it's Revelation, it's one of the last like three chapters, and it's in the last three chapters somewhere. I want to say it's like 20 or 21. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to look up the reference. I'm so sorry. But it talks about, behold the temple of God is with man. It talks about the Lord wiping away the tears. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that might be a different scripture. But behold the temple of God. Because he saw John talks about how he sees the city coming down to heaven, coming down like a, a stone jasper, coming down. Um, but this city or this temple or this dwelling place, he says, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man or in man. Um, I think it's interesting, this verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Now, the Holy Spirit often is referred to and talked about as like a river. So there's this river that comes, that flows out. Jesus said, rivers of living water. So there's this stream that within us that flows right through the Holy Spirit that makes glad the city or the dwelling place of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. Now, Jesus talks about, if you love me and keep my commandments, my Father and I will make our dwelling place or our mansion, our abode, our home within you. So again, this psalm is connected to even all the different, from Revelation to John to Psalms, there's three different instances of this demonstration, this talk of the river, the city of God, the place of God, that holy dwelling place. What does it say in verse 5? And in the midst of her, she will not be moved. God is in the midst of what? Her. We are called the body of Christ. So Christ, God lives in his body, which would be the bride. God lives in Christ's bride, which you could say is a her. I mean, you can see how some of these scriptures all fill together. It's cool, right? God will help her in the early dawn. Jesus, or the Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness, right? So in the early dawn and the new morning, there's new mercies. God helps. That's a lot of help. I don't know about you, but new mercies every day, that is a lot of help for me. In the early dawn, the nations roared and the kingdoms were moved, and he uttered in his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Look at that. He's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He's the one who's within us and we are within him. Come and see the works of the Lord, verse 8, who makes the desolations in the earth. He makes the wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts off the spear. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge Selah. Wow. I just, you know, I think that's uh, that's pretty powerful. All these different things, you see the, the works of the Lord, these mighty moments. And at the, the tail end even of these mighty moments, it says this, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. That scripture, I don't know how many times the Holy Spirit has brought that up to me. There will be times where, you know, you see 
like Matthew talks about, I think it's Matthew 23, 24, talks about wars and rumors of wars and all these things happening in the end times. And you can see, you just turn on the television, you turn on YouTube or the Facebook or any, like you get on there and there's just rumors of junk happening, banks closing, you know, this war is going to, this war is going to be happening. There's pressure, there's threats from here. This is happening over there. They're burning this over there. This city's being destroyed. There's so much wars and wars, but to be still and to know that I am God, that right there is, it's an incredibly grounding verse, um, that the Lord will be exalted among all the nations. So no matter what war happens, the Lord's exalted above all those, He will be exalted in the earth. So no matter what happens in this natural realm, in this earth physically, no matter what's going on, the the Lord will be exalted. He will be elevated far above this. And he is with us. And the God of Jacob is our refuge. He's our fortress. He's He's the one in whom we've put everything. So being born again is, it's that covenant relationship, it's that closeness. You you commit 100% to that to that. You commit 100% to the Lord, to Jesus. It's, you know, it's like a marriage. You commit to that person 100%. A marriage should, you know, should be lifelong. That's what the vows are for, till death do us part. In other words, I'm committed through thick, through thin, no matter what. And see, that demonstration, and that's why the enemy, even look naturally today, the enemy so wants all of these things to be misunderstood And especially not represented. Why is marriage so under attack? Why is family so under attack? Why is peace and silence so under attack? You know, the Lord's, he's, uh, he's definitely had me in a a moment where I've just, I've spent a lot more time just quiet before him. You know, a lot of times for me, it was, it's very comforting. I, I enjoy having like a pad or some sort of like music or background music when I'm just kind of having quiet time. To me, it just, it's kind of, it's just a peaceful environment, you know, I just, I, I like that preference. Um, but the Lord's been having me spend a lot more time just nothing. No music, no pads, no nothing. Even if it is, if it is instrumental or even soaking type of music, it's just like silent. So I want you to be still and know that I am God and just that silence, that pure, just me and Him. And, you know, when I was younger, I'll kind of wrap up the, the conversation day with this, just some thoughts on this scripture here. My mom, um, I've mentioned this before a few different times if you've listened to the show, but I, I bring it up again because I think it is really important. And if we haven't done it when we were younger, I encourage us to even maybe do this exercise now. It's it's a great way to exercise your spiritual muscles, so to speak, your spiritual ears. Um, I think it's a really good way to do it. So when I was younger, um, my mom would, she would put a, um, what do you call those, pampered, pampered chef timer, the... Um, like the baking timer, cooking timers, you know, now you can just use your phone, but they used to sell a little timer, you know, and had a little clip on it. My mom would clip it on my shirt. I remember sitting, she would set like a kitchen chair down, kind of, we had like a kitchen fed into like the dining room breakfast table area. And, uh, I sat in that space and, um, when I sat there in that chair or I sat in like the formal living room, which we didn't use that room too often, except for like Christmas or like if we had guests over or something, but one of those rooms I would, I would sit in and when I would sit there, I would have to sit completely silent and completely still. There was no, I had nothing stimulating at all. It was just complete silence, completely still. My mom would say, Hey Sam, I want you to tell me what the Lord tells you while you sit here. And she would put the timer on starting with like five minutes or like 10 minutes and then eventually it, it, it went up in time. And so it got to the point where I think it was like 30 minutes to, 
I don't think it ever was quite an hour, but it was at least 30 minutes that I would sit just completely still and completely silent. And when I was younger, if I moved, the time started over. So mom would kind of come in and check on me if I was moving or if she heard anything. It was like the time started over again. If I, you know, something happened, I decided to move, get up, or I didn't want to do it or whatever. You know, it's like, nope, you're going to start over and you're going to do it. And I had to sit there until I was completely silent before the Lord. And that alone really helped my heart. It really helped me focus, really helped me, um, you know, really really made this verse in Psalm 46 come alive. It became very practical. You know, I really I really did think about the Lord, the the scripture, and sometimes we would be talking about a verse before, so I'd have some sort of scripture going into that quiet time. I really would encourage that. That way it's not just an aimless, I mean, sometimes it's good to be just nothing, but I think it's good too to always kind of have the word in your heart and in your thinking. Deuteronomy, you know, talks about keep the, the word of God on the back of your eyelids, the backs of your hands, your doorposts, write it. Jesus talks about where it used to be written on tablets of stone, or Paul, somewhere in the New Testament talks about it being written on tablets of stone, but now it's to be written on the heart. Um, so it's important that you, when you go into it, don't just go into this quiet time with just anything, um, because not all things even that are supernatural, and I have time to get into all this, but not even everything that's supernatural is of God. Not anything that looks like an angel is of God or is a supernatural conversation. You know, it's going to always be rooted in the Word. It's going to be rooted in Scripture. A house divided against itself will not stand. God's not going to say anything that's violating His Word. He he holds His Word above His name. He exalts exalts His Word above everything. So, if you're hearing stuff and it's not aligned with the Scripture, you cannot find it anywhere. You search it, you look up Scripture, and you can't find it in the text. Then throw it out, baby. Throw it in the trash. Um, Also, 1 John, I think... One of the first, either first, second, third, I think it's first John, talks about testing the spirits. You know, if Jesus came in the flesh, if he was resurrected, you know, so there's even, even in that quiet time, especially if you're older, I mean, you've kind of, you have an an understanding of some of the spiritual dynamics. um, You can go into that prepared, girded, but at the same time, completely still and not influenced by other things. You know, you don't have something playing, you don't have any music, but you are quiet alone before the Father. Um, that being still and just knowing, even if it's just meditating that he is God, Jesus is the son, the Holy Spirit lives in me. Even if it's just those three things, just meditating on that and just thinking about that, just knowing it, letting it be so real that nothing could ever question it. And that's, that's what it means to know that I, I mean, you're not just believing it or figuring, well, I think that's what it is. It's like, you know that God is God. You know the I am who sits above the heavens and the earth. You know him. He knows you. And that is like set. That's what that time's for. I really encourage you to do it. Take a timer. You know, I don't know if you ain't got a pamper chef one, you use your phone. But, you know, that quiet time, it's it's incredibly valuable. Even without some sort of music, just straight up silence. Um, anyway, that's what it's kind of working for me. I've been been doing it more and more. It's been blessing my heart. I've had great times with the Lord. I encourage you to, you know, ask the Holy Spirit, get into it for yourself. If it's what he'd have you to do, go for it. I, th- I think it's really, really cool. Anyway, man, I talked a lot in these. I feel like I, feel like I pack so much because I sometimes I talk super fast and I apologize. If I talk too fast, someone leave a review or something. Let me know if I'm, if I'm communicating too fast. Send me a message. Again, check out the description of the podcast and stuff below. Give me a heads up. But yeah, that's all I really had on my heart. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Lord's for you. I'm for you. He loves you. I love you. Um, and may he bless you. 
May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace.